0: I'm your host, Josh Gearhart, and this is the Face-Off Podcast. Hockey, a sport that has captivated fans and players for generations, and that is surely no different here in Hershey, Pennsylvania, for this is a town embedded with hockey history. The main goal of the Face-Off Podcast is to share opinions as well as have engaging discussions about local hockey teams as well as local hockey news. Today, we'll be building on our last topic from episode one, the coronavirus effect on hockey, as we will dig deeper into how the hockey players are spending their time off traded by the COVID-19 shutting down all hockey. We will also look into and dissect some of the best games from the last decade, as there are no recent games to talk about. We will also take a look at some of the best single game performances from the, of the last decade as well. Now, without further ado... It is time to drop the puck on discussing the best games of the last decade, as well as how hockey players are spending their time now now that all hockey seasons are postponed due to COVID-19. The Face-Off podcast is officially underway, and our first order of business is taking a look into some of the greatest games within the past decade. Now, you might have just remembered this one. This one literally just happened before the league got uh, postponed. Um, it was Capitals at New York Rangers on March 5th, 2020. Uh, the final score was 6-5 to five in overtime. The Rangers won. Uh, Mika Zibanejad himself scored five goals as the Blue Shirts, also known as the New York Rangers, collected a thrilling 6-5 to five overtime win against the Washington Capitals at Madison Square Garden on Thursday. The Swedish center became the fifth NHL player to accomplish that feat said Sergei Fedorov scored five goals against the Capitals ironically in December of 1996. The game was also pretty historic in and of itself that was actually played at Madison Square Garden which the arena in and of itself is very historic because it was held held a lot of historic games and it's over 100 years old. Um, In fact uh, the 1980 USA Miracle Team actually played a kind of a preseason game there against the Russians, um, and they got absolutely shellacked there, but it showed them that they needed to work there. So Madison Square Garden in of itself is a very cool arena just because of its historical um, presence. <clears throat> Another one that was very um, very uh, historic, the game itself, was the Ottawa Senators at Pittsburgh Penguins, and that uh, took place on May 25th, 2017. Uh, the final score was 3-2 to two Penguins and two overtimes. The first conference final game to require a double overtime since like 1994 was that very game. Um, so that was pretty crazy in and of itself. Um, and that win for the Penguins punched Pittsburgh's ticket to the Stanley Cup final. It would be their first Stanley Cup final appearance in the, since they had Mario Lemieux and Yarmir Yager, which would have been back in the 90s. So it was been a while for them to get back to the final. Uh, Chris Kunitz himself actually had a two-goal game that game. Uh, he scored in the first period, which made a 1-0 Penguins and an assist from Connor Sheary on that goal. Um, and then Justin Schultz actually was uh, had a pretty cool story that game. Uh, he scored the second goal, and it was also his first game back from an injury. So pretty crazy how players could just be thrust into the playoffs and expected to perform at high-level rates. Another great game that we'll look back on here right now is actually New York Rangers at LA Kings. Uh, that took place on June 13th, 2014. The final score was 3-2 to two, uh, in overtime. The Kings won. Uh, it was Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. And then Alec Martinez scored the game-winning overtime goal. It was a 3-on-2. Um, I believe it was Clifford who took the shot. And Martinez was right there to put, uh, put the rebound in and take out the trash. Um, this win gave the Kings their second Stanley Cup championship. Um, they have not won a cup since then, so that's pretty crazy that uh, they won two cups in 2012 and 2014, but haven't won since. Um, and then pretty crazy that actually Justin Williams was awarded the Conn Smythe Trophy, which is awarded to the most valuable player on the team during the playoffs. William Williams was awarded this trophy for leading in goals throughout the entire playoffs, so that's, that's a pretty big feat right there to accomplish. And then the last game, this also happened pretty recently as well. This one was an absolute crazy game. It went back and forth. Um, it also happened in the playoffs as well. So the playoffs definitely hold some of the most interesting hockey games that we've ever seen before. Um, this one was the Vegas Golden Knights at San Jose Sharks. It took place on April 23rd, 2019. The final score was 5-4 in overtime. with uh, The Sharks took the win on that one. Uh, this win actually propelled the Sharks to their second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it sent the Vegas Golden Knights home. Uh, this win also secured a series comeback victory that has only been done numerous times before. Um, and the fact that the Sharks were down 3-1 in the series, and they came back to actually win the entire series itself, is just absolutely mind-blowing. Um, so I would not want to be a Vegas fan during that time period. Um, Barkley Goodreau, uh scored the game-winning overtime goal. Kevin LeBlanc had four points in only four minutes in his first ever Game 7. Try to wrap your hands around that. Four points in his first ever Game 7 in only four minutes. He had a bright future ahead of himself, and he's still playing on fire in the league as well. Uh, Cody Eakin actually had a huge hit to the Sharks captain, uh, Joe Pavelski. Uh, The hit was so bad that Pavelski actually landed on the top of his head, and he actually started to bleed out of his helmet. Uh, so then Cody Eakin was given a five-minute major and a game misconduct, which put the Sharks on a five-minute power play, and basically that enabled them to be able to come back and win that game because uh, they were down uh, a considerable amount before they came back and won in overtime, too. So pretty pretty crazy in the lack of discipline there The Cody Eakinen really kind of just forced the entire series right there. So then before we transition over to the best single game performances of the last decade, let's put your Stanley Cup playoff knowledge to the test as we close our discussion on the greatest games of the past decade. So question number one: What team won the first ever Stanley Cup? A Toronto Maple Leafs? B Montreal Hockey Club? C, Boston Bruins or D New York Rangers and like last time I'll give you a couple of minutes here to think about your answer If you said B, you are correct The Montreal Hockey Club was the first ever team to win the Stanley Cup They are all now formally known as the Montreal Canadiens and they still have the most cups in the NHL So pretty crazy What individual player has the most Stanley Cup championships? A. Henry Richard, Guy Lafleur, C. Pavel Burr, or D. Mario Lemieux? Again, I'll say the answers here. You get some time to think about your answer. A. Henry Richard, B. Guy Lafleur, C. Pavel Burr, or D. Mario Lemieux? You said A. You are correct. Henry Richard, I believe, has 11 Stanley Cup victories to his name. And the legend, unfortunately, just passed away this, this year. So we did lose a legend in that community. And yes, he, uh, he has the most Stanley Cups to his name. So pretty crazy. His brother also was one of the most legendary hockey players of all time. And his name was Maurice Richard. Uh, the Rocket Richard Trophy is actually named after his brother. Uh, pretty cool pretty good family right there it's so question number three how many nhl teams have overcome a three nothing playoff deficit a six b three c five or d four Think about your answer here Alrighty, if you said D4, you are correct. Only four NHL teams have overcome a 3-0 playoff deficit, which when you think about that, that's really hard to do because you have to win a crazy amount of games and you're going at a crazy pace in the playoffs. So got to give kudos to those teams. What NHL team won the most consecutive Stanley Cups in the past decade? This is our final question, by the way. Answer A, the Pittsburgh Penguins. B, Philadelphia Flyers. C, New York Islanders, or D, Montreal Canadiens. And again, the question is, what NHL team won the most consecutive Stanley Cups in the past decade? Not overall. Give you some time here. All righty. To wrap it up, if you said A, Pittsburgh Penguins, you are correct. The Pittsburgh Penguins won two back-to-back Stanley Cups, one in 2016, and then the 2016-2017 season, and the year right after that, 2017-2018. So they had a pretty big dynasty going on then. So now let's transition and take a look at some of the best single-game performances of the past decade. So Sam Gagné of the Edmonton Oilers versus Chicago Blackhawks on February February 2nd, 2012, sorry. Gagne's performance was so top-notch it actually warranted a text from Wayne Gretzky the following day. Gagne recorded eight points, and it was the first and only eight-point game the NHL has seen since the 1988-89 season. Gagne was everywhere that night and had a point on every single goal in the Oilers' 8-4 route of the Blackhawks. The Oilers were even losing to the Blackhawks to nothing at the start of the game. Gagne picked up a goal and two primary assists in 10 minutes in the second frame to give the Oilers the lead. And then the puck stuck to him as he scored three goals in the third and added five other points. All but one of Gagne's points were primary points. So a primary point is basically like you have the first assist or first goal. So normally in an assist, sometimes there's two assists, like two people that got the assist. So the, pers- the first person that would pass to the person who got the goal, that's called a primary assist. The second person then who passed to the person, who, and then that person passed to the score, that is a secondary assist. So it still gets an assist, but it's called a secondary assist. So that's the difference between primary and secondary points. So that's pretty crazy that all but one of Gagne's points were primary. So he was at the right place at the right time a lot of times that night. And then Ben Scrivens, actually, from Edmonton as well. That game was versus the Edmonton Oilers versus San Jose Sharks on January 29th, 2014. Scrivens' amazing performance came only two weeks after he was dealt to the Oilers in a trade some guys don't even play two weeks, and let alone get acclimated to their new teammates, let alone play one of the best games of their career. The Sharks pummeled scribing with shots, but they, but their recently acquired netminers stopped every single one of. Get ready for this: 59 shots that came his way. That is absolutely mind-boggling. 59 shots, and he didn't let a single one in. That is absolutely absurd a 59-save shutout made for the most saves in a blanking by any netminder in the past 10 years. Scrivance's 59-save shutout also set the record for the most saves in a regular season shutout in NHL history. That is crazy. What a guy. John Franzen, Detroit Red Wings versus San Jose Sharks on May 6, 2010. Franzen's Four goal, six point effort came in the second round of the postseason against the Sharks. And if you guys have ever watched like postseason NHL games, the action steps up. So it's harder to produce in the postseason than it is in the regular season because the intensity is taken up a notch. So for Frozen to have four goals and six points in a playoff game, that is absolutely unheard of. The Red Wings desperately needed to needed to win to keep their playoff hopes alive as well. Franzen registered a natural hat trick in the first period in under four minutes. In under four minutes, this guy had a hat trick already. Johan Franzen, holy smokes. Franzen also had points in all but one of Detroit's goals. This guy had his name all over the score sheet. Unfortunately, though, Franzen's extraordinary effort was all for naught as the Red Wings were eliminated in Game 5 of that very series. And then our last extraordinary game here is actually from a more recent game and a more recent star, Patrick Laine of the Winnipeg Jets. This game was with the Winnipeg Jets versus the St. Louis Blues on November 24th, 2018. In the game the Jets won 8-4, Laine simply could not miss. Laine's trademark skill is his pinpoint accurate shot. Laine scored once in the first, three times in the second, and then his fifth in the third. Laine produced his five-goal game, get ready, on only five shots, which means Laine only took five shots, and he scored on every single one of them. To be that accurate, that precise, that's either luck or skill, and I think Laine's got a little bit of both. So, let's now transition to the topic that's really shook this country as well as the hockey world, and that is the coronavirus. In the last episode, I talked about the overall impact it had on the hockey community, and in this episode, I'm going to dig deeper into how hockey players are spending their time and now that their seasons are suspended due to coronavirus. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever on the Faceoff podcast, it is my pleasure to, to introduce you to all my... Introduce you all to my fellow Hershey Hockey teammates, senior forward Jason Rapon, and senior goalie Chris Larkin. Due to the coronavirus forcing our season to a drastic halt, uh, how are both of you guys been coping with this? And what have you two been doing to pass the time?
1: Uh, You know. I wasn't too happy about it at first and then I realized what a a threat it was to our team. A lot of us could get infected, get really hurt from this. Yeah, true. Um, I'm glad with the decision of it being postponed Uh, to keep going. I've just been playing street hockey, you know, working out, playing NHL. Anything to keep in the hockey mindset. Yeah.
2: Well, right now, I've just been trying to do literally anything that isn't boring because I've been so bored. Yeah. And Like Chris said, it's... It's good that they postponed it and not just canceled it straight out, like straight out of the gate. Yeah. So we still have a chance to play There's still a little bit
0: of hope there. I agree, because you guys have been working so hard for this for like the past, like what, two years? And it, it just sucked to be canceled right now. So it's not like just it's like a year thing. It's been going on for more than a year. So. Um. So then, as you both are seniors, how is this emotionally impacting you, as this is the last you'll ever suit up in the blue and orange? How does it feel to be separated so suddenly from the game you both love?
1: Kind of weird, because I thought it would have, like, an emotional ending to it, you know? Yeah. Either celebrating or all sad, but instead it's just nothing. Didn't really expect this to end. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's really weird. It's just, like, usually it ends one, like, you're either really happy or really sad, but this way we're just, like... We didn't know it was our last time playing, so it's I like I don't even know how to feel about it. Yeah. We might play, we might not.
0: It's a feeling like none of us have felt before. I mean, I know it's you guys different for you guys as seniors, but like this sitting and waiting is just it's taxing. It's you don't know what to do. It's and like for you guys especially, it's hard, so I feel for you guys. So before our season was postponed uh, due to the coronavirus, we were on a roll. And do you both think that it, that this postponement of our season may cause our team to lose momentum? Or do you believe it will come back hungrier than before? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, even if we do lose momentum, Paul is going to lose that same momentum. I mean, after Bears Cup, we came out and had two back-to-back shutouts and then a big win over East. Um, I feel good about us. Honestly, I think we could come out and win if we had a, a week to practice
2: beforehand.
1: It would be fine. I agree. Yeah, I, I think we could
2: bounce
0: back from anything. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, what advice would you offer to other players who have had their seasons postponed or canceled?
1: Are they seniors?
0: Doesn't matter who they are. I mean, anybody just,
2: that already had them canceled?
0: Yeah, it could be anybody. Just
2: keep yourselves awesome. occupied. Um, don't turn into a slob i don't know yeah, try
1: to stay working out i don't yeah. know honestly i mean if it's already been canceled that, that really sucks yeah But i mean if you're a senior especially
0: yeah what would you guys say to who like are like seniors like you who are just waiting to hear if their season is going to be completely canceled or is it just postponed so it's, how, how it's do you have really any
1: good advice for it i mean try to stay in the game
0: that's all you can do. Yeah. All right. It's then. Waiting. so we, 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 you want to say something, Jason or hmm? were you going to say something, Jason or no?
2: Do you want me to? I'm
0: I mean, there. if you wanted to say something else, you could before we move on. I, I'm fine. Yeah. No, nah,
2: I think Chris got the covered.
0: <laughs> okay. And what ways are you guys staying in good physical shape? So I know kind of and hinted at this a little bit, but uh, how have you guys been active? What have you yeah. guys been doing?
2: trying to do stuff at my house like whatever i can like just individual workouts and i've been going on runs every once in a while just it's not like to stay in shape yeah but it's also because i'm really bored and i just want something to do and it like keeps keeps me occupied
0: and it makes you feel better too so yeah no that's good what about you larkin
1: yeah I'm, i'm pretty fortunate i have a gym in my basement so it's not too hard to stay in shape i could go on runs do whatever. Go up, play some street hockey, throw a ball against the wall
0: and catch it. Yeah, I've been doing yeah. a lot of street hockey myself, too. So yeah. sometimes it's just good to get outside and get some fresh air. So, yeah. yeah. So have you guys – this is probably a crazy question, but have you guys ever dealt with something similar to this before? Um, I'm sure probably not of this magnitude. But was there any other time your seasons had been postponed? If so, why? No. No. Yeah, I didn't think so, but sometimes you just got to ask, so. Yeah. So then, um, due to social distancing rules, how much does it pay you two to be separated from your teammates as well?
1: Uh, I definitely miss the boys, but, you know, whenever I want to talk to them, I can just text them or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just sucks being separated from, like, everybody,
2: too. Like, even just people you see at school. Like Obviously, the teammates, I miss playing with everybody and hope to get back out on the ice a few more times, but uh, I don't know. It's just weird not seeing people.
0: Yeah, I feel yeah. Well, that was our last question. So is there anything else you guys want to add, just say for the podcast or anything else you guys feel like needs to be said?
1: Josh Gerhardt is my idol. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Josh was a big part of this team this year.
0: I think thank you Larkin thank you appreciate it So anyway well thank you guys both for your time and I would love to guys love to have you both back on the Faceoff podcast in the near future until then I wish, wish you guys the best of health and I hope more than ever to see you guys both back on the ice soon we still got a Flowers Cup twin boys so have a good one guys thank you again Thanks buddy thank you, you. see you guys thank you Yeah yeah Now, let's even go a little bit deeper and see how the NHL players themselves are also handling their time off due to the postponement of their season as well because of the coronavirus. Here are some statements from players and coaches regarding the decision to postpone the NHL season amidst the coronavirus scare. San Jose Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane said in a statement in regards to the postponement of the NHL season, We're athletes, we're competitive, and obviously, we want to get out there. We want to keep playing in front of the fans. But there's nothing more important. Thing, there's more important things to life than sports. Edmonton Oilers coach Dave Tippett also cites Evander Kane's statement, as he himself said, "The concerns go well beyond hockey. You understand, this is a world health crisis. But we have never gone through anything like this, and nothing has affected the game like this." San Jose Sharks coach Bob Bugner said it is shocking no one really knows what to think right now we're all upset because we just lost a game six to two and then you look at what everyone else is going through in the world you got to remind yourself this is just a game there are bigger things going on san jose sharks defenseman brett burns said in regards to the coronavirus and i think it's obviously a scary thing it's also why sports is a very important thing throughout a lot of times in history sports have been kind of a way for people to get away from that stuff but like i said There are a lot smarter people who are dealing with this than us. You'd like to think maybe sports can help people through tough times, scary times. I know where I have to go right now, and that's about it. Let's now take a look into what these players are doing to pass the time. Multiple players have actually gotten on conference calls together and voiced their opinions regarding the postponement of the season. It is also a good way for them to catch up with one another. Columbus Blue Jackets forward and Hershey native Nick Foligno said it's getting to a point now where you just you you just start to feel like things aren't right. You know, when asked whether his break was good so that Washington Capitals forward Alex Ovechkin could spend more time with his family, he responded back and said not anymore. It's getting boring. The NHL hopes that players will be able to work out in small groups and go through some type of training camp. It is important that they try to maintain their conditioning so that we could resume play if the conditions change sustainably. But obviously, it's very difficult to do, NHL Chief Medical Officer William Mewis said. Teams are guiding their players from afar. Hurricanes coach Rod Brindamore said his strength and conditioning coach, Bill Bernston, has been finding out what each player has at his house. Then it's, okay, you have this. You do that, you don't have that. This is another workout for you, Brenda Moore said. It's just trying to get guys doing something every day, not just sitting on the couch. That's really all you can do right now. In some situations, though, guys have more luxuries and are able to work out more freely than other guys. For example, New Jersey Devils defenseman P.K. Subban, who was in Los Angeles working out with his fiance, former Olympic skier Lindsey Vaughn. Ovechkin, whose personal trainer, Pavel Berliceko, usually comes to Washington to prepare him for playoffs. They work out in the home gym, run in the streets, play soccer, and Ovechkin said it would be hard to push himself otherwise. Sometimes, I don't want to do it, but he said, okay, let's go. We have to work out, Ovechkin said. It's always a good time to sit on the couch and watch TV and play with the kid. But you never know when the season is coming back. You have to be in shape. New York Islanders forward Anders Lee, ordered a peloton and jogs with his two dogs every day to stay in shape. One of them is pulling me, and I'm pulling the other one, Lee said. We're just trying to figure it out. Doing the little things we can. That's all anyone can do right now. Pittsburgh Penguins center Sidney Crosby has a bike at home in Pittsburgh. So does Philadelphia Flyers center Claude Drew at home in Ottawa. New York Rangers defenseman Mark Stahl has a treadmill at his home in Connecticut. Fellino has a gym at home in Columbus and uses video conferencing to train with his strength coach and his brother, Minnesota Wild forward Marcus Leno, both of whom played here in Hershey and went to Hershey High School because their dad was coaching the Bears at that time. All in all, you can clearly see it may not be ideal and in some cases easy but NHL players are taking the necessary measures they need to stay in shape so if the season returns, they won't be lagging behind on the ice. We have never seen this kind of impact before a pandemic has had on the sports community. In fact, I believe the last time the sports world shut down for something severe was World War II. As they say, desperate times call for desperate needs, and NHL players are are a living testimony to that statement as they are finding any means necessary to stay in shape. Thank you for tuning into the episode two of the Face-Off podcast, and I hope you have a very pleasant weekend. This is your host, Joshua Gearhart, bidding you adieu. Stay healthy, and I'll catch you on the next episode of The Face-Off.
2: The Face-Off is a Hershey Broadcaster production. The theme music is Welcome to the Show by Kevin McLeod at IncomTech, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.